1: Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good. Because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award winning author, Liz Palaika. And this week's co hosts, Kate Evans and Petra Burke.
2: Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Peter Burke, Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do And today we're going to talk a little bit more about training. We talk about training a lot, I know, but this time we want to talk about as you begin training, you know, what's your starting point, and then setting some goals, having some high expectations, because one thing that we see often is people... Are afraid to set high expectations for their dogs. So stay tuned. We'll talk about all of this in a minute. Listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back.
1: Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
0: Pewpie, Pewpie, Pewpie. Radio has the dog on fur flying. Fantastic deals for our listeners. Go to PetcoDeals.com and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetcoDeals.com But but that's not all. Are
3: you talking to me?
0: Life Radio listeners. Try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. Go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac. Go to PetsmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, pet Petsmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetsmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter. Available on iTunes.
1: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Pet we know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
2: Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. So Kate had the idea for this podcast, so I'm going to turn this over to her and let her start it.
3: I had a private the other week. Private training. Private training. training. <laughs> private training session. And um, a woman came with two dachshunds, and they were um, four and five years old. You know, grown-up dogs. They were the first dogs that she's ever had. She admitted that all of her life she'd had cats. And so she had never done any training with the dogs, other than house training, which she was fine with. But other than that, the dogs had no training. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, at the dog's ages, she decided she'd like to be able to go for walks with her dogs without it becoming a three-ring circus.
2: Well, didn't she say she'd seen so many of her neighbors walk their dogs, and she felt bad that she couldn't...
3: All of a sudden, she wanted to go for walks. Hmm. So I said, okay, great. So she came in. And I tried to start working with the dogs. They were so freaked out that in order to just get them to relax on leash, I had to pick up and hold and snuggle for a minute and then get down on all fours and crawl across the yard. In other words, when I tried to stand up and talk to them through the leash, Mm -hmm. as soon as I just said, oh, no, that's the end, you can't go any further than that. By the way, they came in on flexible leads. On full harnesses, so they were just pulling like sled dogs, two little boxes.
2: So they were having trouble accepting any... Any limit. As yeah. soon as I put a regular collar and a regular leash on
3: them and said, there's a limit to how far you can get from me. They freaked. And just the mildest of just holding the leash, just being a pole, they lost their little minds. I mean, a complete, total panic attack breakdown. So I had to go so far back... You know, it was just get down with them and say, we can walk together, in my case, crawl, and just keep them calm. So that they could think. Yes, I needed to keep them thinking instead of just panicking and having a fit. And after a few minutes, of it, once I realized where the beginning point was with these dogs, and I had to figure that out first, then I stopped and started talking with the owner about what we needed to do, or my plan for them. And I started off saying, "I'm you know, this... Crawling across the yard is not something I usually do with a dog, okay? (laughs) And so, you know, I I don't know if you're feeling uh, like you've got the wrong trainer. Or she she said she was thrilled. Her expectations were so low that the fact that I was crawling, she just thought that was normal. And it got me to thinking about if you're going to do your road trip and plan to where you're going to go, step number one is what is your current location? Mm Mm-hmm. True. And so much of what I do, either in class or more likely in privates, because I can spend more time individually in a private training session, is figure out where are we at right now. Right. To then come up with a, a trip guide for where they want to go. Right. And how many miles we can travel each day. And oh my goodness, I could take this analogy for a long yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm following you on it. yeah, it makes uh, complete sense. I like road trips, yeah. And this road trip,
3: I mean, I was starting back in the garage with the door still closed. You know, it was so beyond even puppy basic. Right. So, that was how many people actually, a lot of people do get puppies. Other people get adolescents or adult dogs Mm -hmm. that they adopt. It is important that they figure out where they're at right then. Right, so they can make their road trip. So how do you do that? Well, I think we do it instinctively. Yeah, but so. I was trying to think about how I would I explain it to somebody else. Yeah, that's cr- yeah. So often yeah. when we do a behavioral consult, right, there are times when I just say, "Excuse me, I have to go talk to the dog." Right, sure. Through the leash, quite often.
4: Mm-hmm. But I and what watching am I doing? the dog's
3: reactions, I'm putting restrictions on the dog. And then how's the dog reacting? How does the, the dog react? How- Is it a minor restriction, takes the Mm -hmm. dog over the top, Mm -hmm. or a major? How can the dog handle stress? So I know how much stress I can put on the dog when I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. Or do I even have to go back to teaching it how to deal with stress? And that's what I had to do with the dachshunds. I had to teach them how to deal with stress before we could even start teaching
2: teaching. And the stress being, in that instance, a restriction. Yeah. That the world wasn't free and easy the way they were used to it being.
3: Ironically, what I found out at the end of the session was that one of the dogs was already had been on anti-anxiety
2: medication for years. And wouldn't you think (laughs) that part of that is because he's had no structure? Exactly. And I
3: I used this weird analogy warning. (laughs) But I used it with the owner, and it made perfect sense to her. You're going down the street, and you're on a street where you don't know what the speed limit is, and you see a cop car parked on the shoulder. If you don't know what the speed limit is... Isn't there that moment of panic when you go, oh my gosh, am I going to get a ticket or not? Yeah, true. If you know the speed limit is 45 and you look down and you're going 43, you wait at the cop. Yeah. And you relax. Mm -hmm. These were two dogs that had been going through life never knowing what the speed limit was and never knowing if they were doing right or wrong. Now, the interesting thing was that after I crawled around the yard with them for a bit, then I was able to stand up. And start saying, you can only go five feet away from me and then you must stop when you feel pressure. I saw the dog that was on anti-anxiety medications. I saw her stop, give a great big relaxing sigh and settle in and listen to me. Very nice. And that was as joyous a moment for me as teaching a dog a complete 360 return to heel finish. Mm -hmm. Because she got it. And that was a huge step in her from where she started from.
2: She'd probably been waiting for it all her life. Yeah, exactly. It was that, yeah. oh, Exactly. I know what you mean.
3: Yeah. I know how to do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> cool. So I don't know if she'll ever get off the anti-anxiety, but if the woman keeps working with the training, I certainly hope so. Sure. would
4: yeah, be nice.
3: So doing little testing. So I, I often do it with the leash. How does the dog respond to setting a limit with them? How else do you
2: guys? Well, I I look at the communication too. Can the dog listen to my voice and understand? Yeah, good. Or ah, knock it off. You know, and how much the dog needs of each. Bashir's an adult, hard-headed, very intelligent. Sometimes he needs a whole lot more. Ah, knock it off than the six-month-old puppy, even though Bashir knows a lot more. He himself, being the bold, brassy, outgoing dog that he is, he actually needs more limits. Right. The puppy's younger, Bones is younger, but much softer. And for him, if I gave him the same verbal that I gave Bashir, he would be totally wilted. So finding where that communication is, how much the dog needs. That reminds me true. of
3: a behavioral consult of a few months ago. A dog had, out of the blue, attacked someone and bit him on the neck. Oh, right. Remember that? Right, oh, yeah. yeah. And one yeah. of the things that struck us throughout the majority of the consultation, all the consultation, mm-hmm. the dog never made eye contact with anyone. Mm-mm. Not his owner.
4: No, I never did. Not anything.
3: her best friend. Mm-hmm. Not us. Mm-hmm. When put on leash and restricted, the dog would back up. And respect the end of the leash. Mm-hmm. But even while doing so, never made eye contact. No. Nope. Not yeah. even a drop-dead look. No. But I remember he
4: was very aware where you were. You could tell that. But he would never... But he
3: wouldn't actually would. communicate. No. Right. No. You're right. It was yeah. like having a wild animal who had been trained to yeah. walk on leash. I mean, it gave me chills at the time. Right. Well, he
2: made all of us nervous while we were watching you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not still on this earth. Right. He had already shown himself to be a dangerous dog. Right. And all of our instincts went on to high red alert. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah, definitely.
2: So communication is a big one. Does the dog Mm -hmm. know how to communicate? Does the owner know how to communicate? Are they communicating together?
4: I think that's what we see when we do our classes. I know I do, like you do. Take the dog away. Does it more, you know, what is it? How do you need to communicate? Then explain that to the owner.
3: Sometimes we, exp- we do. We remove the dog from the owner so we can experiment. Yeah. What kind of communication does this exactly. dog listen to? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, here, we found the key now. Let mm-hmm. me show you how to do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, don't let your puppy dog sit with their tail to you every time you ask them to sit.
4: Yeah, turn the back.
3: There's a very sweet coon hound, uh, fat, <laughs> but her owners adopted her already fat. Yeah. And they've been working on her and they are totally in love with her. Mm-hmm. And she's happy. She's got a great home now. But she is starting to push them now. So in class, they ask her to sit. She looks right at them, turns around, and puts her back to them and sits down. And then they're reaching around her to give her a reward. And when I went over and said, no, 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 we're not going to allow that. Because it's just a little bit of a brief flip of the bird to you. Mm -hmm. It's a little rude. Really? Oh, really? Because we love her so much. I know. And she's finding out how much she can push you. But they weren't aware of that communication.
4: Well, and you and I did that private training with the Aussie. Yes. She was doing that with her mom. Right.
3: Mm -hmm. So her body language, we were reading it as she was communicating. Yeah. They were at least communicating with her owners, even if the owners weren't aware of what the dogs were saying. Right. So we had that starting point. We at least knew the dogs were talking to their owners. We just had to clear up some miscommunication.
2: Which were the translators?
3: Yeah! <laughs> really? So much of the time I feel like yeah. we're translators. We're just translators,
2: yeah. All right, so when you figure out where your starting point is, how then do you make plans for what you're going to do in the future? And again, I know we do that instinctively. I've got lots of plans for Bones in the future. I know that right now his initial goals are to learn the basic commands. He knows sit pretty well, he knows down pretty well, he's learning stay. It's still touchy, it's still iffy, but he's learning it. His cum is much, much better. He's learning not to pull on the leash, and he's getting better at the watch me. So for his age, I'm satisfied. It's coming along very well. But at the same time, to break up his training a little bit, I'm also teaching him tricks. He's learning touch. He's now learning- you
3: said, just a little while ago, uh-huh. that unlike your previous, your, your other two dogs, uh-huh. you started trick training with bones earlier. Why?
2: Because he takes things so seriously, and I want to keep the training fun. Granted, I've had many, many Australian shepherds. He's my first English shepherd. So when I talk about him as an English shepherd, it's him alone. I can't speak for the breed yet. Aussie puppies at his age tend to be sillier. They're just as smart. Mm -hmm. They're just as smart, but they tend to be sillier. Yeah. He's a little more serious. And that doesn't mean he doesn't play. But even when he plays, he plays seriously. (laughs) And he gives it 110% at everything. Right. So I don't want him to take the basic obedience training so seriously that we don't have fun with it. And as I was talking about with verbal commands, comparing him to Bashir, sometimes just a ah can be, oh, no, I did it wrong. Right. And so I'm working harder at keeping him motivated and happy about what he's doing, while at the same time also teaching him limits. So the trick training keeps things fun. So those are his first goals. After that, then of course, some of the bigger goals, he'll of course get his Canine Good Citizen... It looks like he has the potential to be a good therapy dog, so we'll probably work towards that after the CGC. And you talked about him and children. And my old boy (coughs) that I lost last year, Riker, did therapy dog work with kids. Neither Bashir nor Cisco are happy with kids in that respect. So since Bones likes kids now, when we go for walks and see kids, I make sure that He gets a chance to visit and pet. A little extra child attention. A little extra socialization with kids. There's been a couple times with people in class who have kids that I know and trust. I hand him over for 15 or 20 minutes here or there so that he can get some kid socialization. So hopefully he can step into Riker's shoes, which are pretty big shoes, paw prints. But we'll see. We'll see if that's what he's ready for. And then, of course, there's other things. I like to do non-competitive agility with him, trick training, maybe carting in the future. So I set lots of goals for my dogs. But to me, it's a matter of course. I'm playing with my analogy here.
3: So, <laughs> oh, okay. so the road oh, trip. Oh, we got our road trip. All of us, I think, would agree that we all want our dogs to be well-behaved family companions.
2: First and foremost. Exactly.
3: First and foremost. So that's a common trip goal. Right. Right. But then as we're on our trip, sometimes we may um, diverge. A l- maybe we take one puppy dog to a museum while we're on our trip.
2: Mm-hmm. And maybe another puppy dog we take to a baseball game. I don't know. So a museum is a CGC and the baseball game okay. is agility? or <laughs> So that they get a little more
3: exposure to perhaps we would like a good family pet that's also a, a sporting dog. Sure. So we'll take them a little more to the baseball field than we would to the museum.
4: But you know, you mm-hmm. find these out, though, when you're going through your basic training. You find your strengths and your
3: weaknesses of your dog as well. You find, you find like out which one they like to go what, to. Yeah. The museum you or the baseball to, you, park. You, yeah. To use my word analogies. Okay? Exactly. So it's, exactly. it's discovering, allowing yourself enough time to take little side trips. How's that? Mm-hmm. And discover mm, interests that you and your dog and
2: have. And I think that's got to be emphasized. Take your time. We do see some people who come to puppy class. And, well, we had one recently. Lady who came to puppy class. Her puppy, and I won't name the breed, had some issues in the beginning. And we told her, we spent some extra time with her Mm -hmm. working with her puppy. And by the time he graduated from puppy class, he graduated with the Puppy Star Program, was doing very, very well. They came to the basic obedience class and Mm -hmm. did well. But she was pushing him hard, and she talked to me when he graduated, and she said, all right, I want to go to off-leash training now. And I told her, no, he's not ready for it yet. He's still very young. His training is not to the point yet that we can do that, or even consider it right now. Emotionally and mentally, the puppy wasn't ready. Right, yeah, right. What, was it six months old or something? Well, yeah, he was. Still a puppy. So she went to another trainer. And... I'm sorry that she went to another trainer. I'm sorry that we lost her because we spent a lot of time helping her. Mm-hmm. But she was so focused on the end result, the end goal, that she wasn't taking the time to she let the go. She drove all in. night
3: and never stopped at any of the side trips. There you go. <laughs> she didn't enjoy the <laughs> <Yeah>. scenery.
2: <laughs> oh how many
4: times we've we've told our students that it's like slow down. It's still a puppy. Allow
3: him to be a puppy. Don't
4: push him to be a five-year-old dog. He's only seven months old. I want him to be
3: a therapy dog, but he's not... Right now. Can we, can we do, do the I test am. right now? He's six months. Yeah.
2: No. Right now. Oh, yeah. You mean so Bones and I can't do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It's a good I, thing I didn't enroll in this therapy dog <laughs> class, huh? But he hasn't been to basic yet. <laughs> I got
3: a call the other day, a woman, and she was asking about our... Service dog program. Mm-hmm. Well, her puppy hasn't been born yet. Oh, she's she's picked out the litter that she wants. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of, lot of. And she wanted to know things. what the schedule should be for this dog to end up as a service dog. And I said, okay. Well, that's a great end goal, but let's set some uh, let's set some day trip goals.
2: Yeah, you know. Go see the Big Ball of String (laughs) and Cadillac Ranch. (laughs) Mm And let's find out if your
3: puppy wants to be that.
2: Yeah, exactly. You you can take those trips to
3: the museum, but also take the trips to the Big Ball of String and the so forth. Find out what your puppy is meant to be as well as what you can nudge them to be. You know, and we see that
4: also in the therapy dog class. The people want a therapy dog, and darn it, my dog
3: will be a therapy dog, yet the dog has... No interest. That whatsoever. makes me think of all the trips with the with the dad driving. Can we stop now? No, we have to. We can't stop for another twenty miles. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, exactly. The trip should be enjoyable. Yeah. Pull over. Relax. Now,
2: I am a firm believer, though, in having high expectations. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. You know, to use definitely. your road trip analogy, you can drive from San Diego to New York City if you so desire. Right. I think an awful lot of people don't give their dog enough credit Yeah. that if they give him the time and build the foundation of obedience mm-hmm. training and let him mature and steer him in the direction that they want him to go, mm-hmm. they can achieve amazing things. I don't know how many times I've told people, believe
4: in your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Just try it. Just believe it. And also, whether it's a CGC, whether it's a star puppy test, they're like, he can't do this. He can't do this. Slow down. Believe in your dog. You went through all these seven weeks of training. And boom, they pass it with flying
3: colors. So yeah. Wow, See? We didn't think we could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that old saying? Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, high expectations are a wonderful thing as long as you give each other the chance to work towards it. And I think even if you, you achieve something, perhaps, you know, whether it be the CGC or you decide to compete in agility, or you, you want to work your dog towards taking a, a backpacking trip with you, carrying right. his food and water in the pack, in his own backpack. Depends on, you know, what your goals are, but give the, both of you a chance to work towards it, set that goal, and then enjoy it.
3: Right. Right.
4: Yeah, the therapy
2: exactly.
3: dog class that we just started last uh-huh. week, the gentleman that came with a little black and white shit. Yes. Now, he uh-huh. had adopted that dog last year. And it's
2: yeah. nine years old.
3: And uh, he wanted an older dog. Uh-huh. He was retiring. He wanted uh-huh. a dog to mellow right. out with him. Right. right. And in basic class, I had said to him, you know, this guy's personality is so mellow and yet he likes people. I said, have you ever thought about doing therapy dog work? Well, he hadn't even thought of it. Right. But he went away, and he remembered that. And, and did some research. Yeah, <laughs> he's back for therapy dog class, and he is so looking forward to it.
2: Oh, yeah. And, the, yeah, and, and he's map, nice little dog he's, for it. They've had some challenges along the way, and he asks good questions in class, mm-hmm. and he listens. And he goes home and applies them, and they're doing great. Yeah. They've become a very nice working team.
3: Yeah. I was yeah. so I was so pleased to see him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. he yeah. yeah. very good. So he only had a map so far, and mm-hmm. we gave him a further destination. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. And I think he's going to very much enjoy it.
2: Yeah. It'll give him a good hobby for his retirement. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. yes, have a destination. Do your best to get there. But enjoy the trip really have to. Yeah. Enjoy the trip. I'm having so much enjoyment out of raising the puppy. My last two were adopted as puppies, but a little bit older. And I have to admit, when I brought Bones home at 10 weeks, I was a little worried. You know, Bashir's 9 coming on 9. He was the last baby puppy I'd had. And Paul was still there. So this is the first one I've raised all by by myself. true. But you know what? I I had a blast. Yeah. He was a fun puppy. He's still a fun puppy, even edging towards adolescence. He's been a lot of fun, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. And for the most part, because I planned for his puppyhood, set the household up, puppy-proofed, made my plans ahead of time, he's been an easy puppy. I mean, we have our little challenges, but for the most part, he's been an easy puppy. You've got
3: tools, experience, you have your other dogs to help. Oh, definitely. And you set yourself up and him to have a successful trip.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and you have enjoyed all the flowers you've seen along the way.
2: Oh yes, and one yes. or two well, flat tires, but that's all right. But you know what? You can laugh with those too, because so what, <laughs> right? Yeah, you <know>? right <laughs> you know? so I don't what? know. I am switching my analogies. You know how I get. The bumps in the road, <laughs> A bump in the road. There is always some bumps in the road. But so let's
4: see, Kate. Would you say um, if you are trying your Force your dog to do something he's not interested in. Is it taking the VW bus on a uh, four-wheel drive road? There you go. Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
2: There you go. And you get high-centered.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I I used that enough. Oh, okay. Well, it was two years ago the guy had me out on a private training because he got in the Labrador puppy because he just retired. Mm-hmm. And he wanted a dog to hang out with him in the garage and at the coffee shop. Well, he got a working lab. Field lab strain puppy. Oh.
2: (laughs) Oh, Buzz, 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 buzz. I
3: said, You want a kickback rambler that you can putter with and play with and what you got is a Ferrari. Yeah. With dreams of being a hummer. Yeah. And although it broke his heart to take that puppy dog back to the breeder and get a different puppy, that Ferrari hummer ended up going to a search and rescue family.
2: Where he's going to be an awesome search and rescue dog. he's already thrilled. They're thrilled
3: with him. The puppy is happy. Yep. He got himself a doop-de-doop lab. And he's happy. He's happy. That puppy dog is thrilled to hang out with Dad. Yeah. So instead of a lifetime of always fighting about where they were going to be traveling, both dogs and both families... Took are the correct happy. road. They've got, they're
2: driving the right kind mm-hmm. of right.
3: dogs for them. Yep, yep.
2: Well, i got to think. This is the first time it's a doggy dog world took a road trip. Uh-oh. we
3: are taking lots of <laughs> uh, t- Okay. One of the questions you guys asked me this afternoon was, well, statements, was that you were a little surprised I haven't done more training with my youngest. Yes. My, yeah. my Jack yeah. Russell Terrier. Yeah. yeah. He's a very different car. Oh yeah, he is. Never had one of those cars. Yeah, it's a sporty little, quick little model,
2: and um, I and you're definitely used, you're, you're used to CC the F one fifty or the MG that breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I have been working. You know, he's. I want him to be a good family. Working at the door, he can't bark and. Um, he's got to have good household manners, walk nicely. I mean, the basic stuff. Right. But just watching the different way that he learns this stuff is like driving a different car for me.
2: Uh-huh. Well, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how you've raised him is much different than how you've raised Walter. Yeah. Which is fine because they're two totally different dogs. Yeah. yeah. When, I, yeah. when if I go
3: to open the door and I tell them, wait. hmm If Walter makes a mistake and breaks... Mm-hmm. It's going to be a three minute. Ah, get back here, and he's going to mm-hmm. if I get him all the way back and situated mm-hmm. and start again. Right. If quill breaks, hack ah, in two seconds. He's right back. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I try again. It's so <laughs> different that I think part of me is just enjoying this trip.
2: But I also think I am starting to get. Well, no, I think you're setting expectations for him a little low.
3: Yeah. I am starting to get a little itchy to start teaching him. First. Yeah,
2: yeah. I am starting. Because he is a very bright little boy.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think he mm-hmm. could stand having some more mental challenges. The oh, other yeah, thing, too, stop. with the mental challenges is you had to teach him how to think.
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
2: And so... He had
3: to take a little side trip. Uh-huh. when I When he came to me, he did not know how to problem solve. That's true. Which just... She still
2: in the rest area. Get your butt out of the rest area. Yeah, <laughs> no Get back on the road. And I, and I, I think that surprise, that difference, slowed down the road trip a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're all three talking about this. <laughs> she started it. Well, and
3: part of it has been. Oh boy, I'm stretching this analogy. I had the two boys in the back seat fighting with each other for a while. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah it it did. that's true. You really, know, we had true. to get we had to get the road rules situated. <laughs> the uh, travel If rules. I pull this car over, you're both gonna get it. You know. <laughs> so there was a little bit of working that out. Walter's sure. nose out of joint, him wanting to bond. And right, sure. right. And still keep my girl happy in the front seat, you know. Yeah. yeah. Symbolically. Yep. That way. So it, it's been... Yeah, it, yeah. He's,
2: he's staring at me right now. Wait a minute. You're talking to mom about what? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about me.
3: <laughs> so I have been enjoying learning to drive a new vehicle. I am getting a little antsy to try a little more side trips with him
2: to do some more stuff with it so get out of your rest area yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and on that we're going to bring this road trip to a close (laughs) are we out of gas yeah we're out of gas we're We're pulling over for the night (laughs) we're pulling into the garage oh okay (laughs) so hopefully that gave you a few things to think about and heck maybe you'll decide on a road trip this summer (laughs) and you can choose which one you're on. just take your dog no matter what you do <laughs> and then that'll, that'll be it <laughs> all right see you later <laughs> Bye
1: bye. having a rough day <coughs> longing for the dog days of summer <coughs> think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life <coughs> well find out everything you're begging to know as pet life radio presents it's a doggy dog world with pet expert and award-winning author liz palaika Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.